Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, good evening, everybody. Rich Hornberger, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. We're in for the guys today, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. Show just flying on by. I want to tell you this hour is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road. Like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. If you're having trouble starting your car, AutoZone will test your battery for free and help find the issue so you don't need to spend money on parts you don't need. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. Get AutoZone. Rich Ornberger, Arnie Spanier, on a busy Wednesday night. By the way, Bernie Frattle will join us in the bonus hour. That's next hour, live from Las Vegas. Rich, I was just in Vegas, man. I, I, I absolutely... I've been to Vegas in like about 15 years, and I met met my fraternity brothers out there. So uh, we had a blast, man. It was absolutely fun. We had a great time out there. That's a good time. Vegas, Vegas can go one of two ways, right? Like either you overdo it and you come back with a headache that lasts a month and you go, geez, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good for a while, for a very long time. Or you leave there wishing you had more time, and it sounds like you were the latter, not the former. Oh, let me, let me tell you something. I, I give, we had a blast, and we overdid it, no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, you know, somebody was. We still call each other by our fraternity names, so I'll give a shout out to my fraternity brothers: Keg, Thumper, Quiche, 
Resin, and Roger. Roger doesn't have a nickname. So there, there's. Those, Imagine like Rogers. Like it was like, yeah, his birth name's Michael, but we ran out of nicknames. So we <laughs> yeah, just started calling him we Roger. Did, just started calling him Roger. So uh, no, it was a lot of fun. Love going to Vegas. And uh, it's been a while. You're down in San Diego. Yeah. I'm in Burlington, Vermont. So I don't think we can get further away unless I went up to Maine to do the show. I, I think we're pretty far away right now. You know, geez, that's far. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you and Maine, me and Tijuana. Like that's a <laughs> that's a, that's the only. I, I mean, look, if, if that's the amazing thing about where we're at in the world right now. And COVID changed a lot in our business, business and industry too. Everybody can broadcast from everywhere now, and it's studio quality, so it is a lot of fun. I'm glad to be with you tonight. I did the show last night. I got a quick turnaround, man. I get off the air at 11, and I'm back on the air at six in the morning my Woo. time. Yeah, so. I'm turning and burning, baby. I was taking naps all day today, knowing that I would have to stay up till 2 in the morning. All right, if you're just joining us, and I know a lot of people are just tuning on in right now, uh, the big news came about 20 minutes ago from Sham Sharania. The Jazz and the New York Knicks have started discussions on the Donovan Mitchell trade. Sources are telling him uh, New York has Utah's focus currently among interested teams. I think the Knicks, I don't know, look, they have the draft picks, and you know that's what Danny Ainge wants. That's the first thing, too. Donovan Mitchell would like to go to New York. As I mentioned, he's from the Westchester area. But that's how Danny Ainge built the Boston Celtics. He drafted Jalen Brown. Um, he drafted Tatum. And he got lucky that Tatum fell into his lap or, you know, that he didn't uh, fall for a ball or um the the kid from Washington, his name escapes me right now with the with the bad shoulder, but uh, oh yeah yeah why uh, played for uh, Markel uh, Felt um, Fultz Fultz there you go yeah. so he was lucky he didn't get one of those uh, so that's how he rebuilds the team the Knicks as you mentioned have eight draft picks um, they would give up four five six it doesn't make a difference those draft picks really potential will get a coach fired that's what they say potential uh, gets coaches fired that means potential on the team out there. Get Donovan Mitchell at all costs. There's a lot of teams not going to want him, though. But I think the Knicks have enough draft picks to get him. What do you think? Yeah, I do. I do, too. I, I mean, it's just a... It's just a matter if they're desperate enough or if they can work a good enough deal. You know, who knows? Maybe the New York Knicks will come out of here looking like winners and uh, and for a change because it's been a rough stretch for them lately. Um, but, yeah, I think there's real motivation recently to get something done because, again, one of the most interesting parts of the world we live in right now in terms of the NBA is any team can get really good really fast. I mean, we saw what happened with the Brooklyn Nets. Like, all of a sudden, you had James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving on your team at the same time, ready to go win you a championship. It did not work out. I'm not saying it worked. It didn't work out all, as a matter of fact. But you had them. How does that happen? Well, players have been empowered to, you know, basically look at contracts, uh, you know, as as wet piece of paper. Like, you know, those things, you don't even have to tear them anymore. You you, you just they're written in pencil. You just You're erase right. them. Um, so at any point, any team can get great and it behooves you when you're in a big market like New York, uh, you know, using Brooklyn as an example is the reason why I use Brooklyn as example, because the Knicks very easily could get there, but you need one star to start it. And Donovan Mitchell could be that guy for you. It's funny that you're talking about contracts. Now, Adam Silver was talking about contracts, talking about uh, the big stars asking to be traded and how it's affecting the NBA. Alex, do you have um, Adam Silver? If you have that, go ahead and play. Listen to a little bit of what Adam Silver um, had to say about uh, about people asking to be traded. My sense is, with good faith across the table with our Players Association, that maybe there's some additional incentives we can come up with as well. Um, I'm all in favor of guaranteed contracts, but it may be that on top of your typical guaranteed contract, some incremental money should be based on number of games played and, you know, results of those games. I mean, it's, that's how most industries work. I don't know whether, whether he requested a trade or demanded one, but uh, this needs to be a two-way street. Um, teams provide enormous security and guarantees to players, and the expectation is in return that they'll meet their end of the bargain. I'm realistic that there's always conversations that are going to go on behind closed doors between players and their representatives and teams, but we don't like to see players 
requesting trades, and we don't like to see it playing out the way it is. Um, what he was talking about, obviously requesting a trade, he didn't know if he was asking. What he was talking about, Kevin Durant. Um, I got to tell you, I, I agree with him. Um, look, it's a practice that's gone back a long time. It happens in all sports. People do ask for trades, but it seems like it's gotten ha- out of hand in the NBA. Yes, you know, Aaron Rodgers kind of asked for a trade. He wanted out there, but he's still on the team. Uh, it doesn't happen nearly as much in the NFL, in Major League Baseball, in the NHL. Is this a bad precedent to be setting in the NBA? Are we already are too far down the road and there's no way to turn it around? Because right now, I, the Nets are going to be really screwed out of this whole thing if they have to get rid of those guys. Nobody's bidding on Kyrie. Nobody's bidding on Kevin Durant. I don't know why those guys wanted to leave to begin with. You started something, see it through. I mean, where were you going to go to try to win a championship anyway? I agree with with the commissioner on this one, uh, Rich. Yeah, the horses are out of the barn, though. It's not going backwards. It's only going to get worse for the NBA unless they find a way to incentivize loyalty. That's where they're at. But I thought we did that when you said if you re-sign with the team you're at, you get more money than if you go with another team, right? Didn't we do that? Yeah, but when it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and it didn't work. You know, I mean, look, we all have problems in our life. I mean, maybe they're not tens of millions of dollars problems, but they're problems. You know, you go to fix the sink. If it still leaks, well, you didn't fix it. And that's that's exactly what we're talking about with these contracts. Something's broken. They went to fix it. They didn't fix it. So you got to fix it because it's still a problem. And it is harming the league because if I'm a kid, right, and it's getting close to Christmas and I live in, shoot, where I grew up. I live in Long Island, New York, and I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan, right? I, I love Kevin Durant signing with the Nets. Right. And, and uh, I ask my parents, hey, you need to tell Santa Claus that I need a Kevin Durant jersey. You know, are my parents really going to tell Santa to spend $200 on a Kevin Durant jersey where, you know, he's basically, you know, hopping from team to team to team to try to win a championship? You know, it's just one of those things where if your fan base can't invest because they're not sure how fragile uh, the roster construction is, then, then, then your whole sport is built on sand. Like, you have to have fan. Your fans are it. I understand the basketball is the product. And I understand that your whole goal, you almost don't care about the basketball as long as it sells advertisement between the basketball because that's all these networks care about. And they're spending $75 billion is the number we're hearing for this next upcoming uh, NBA rights deal, right? I mean, that's huge dollars. But at the end of the day, how do they sell that advertising? From your viewership. If you if you completely abandon loyalty in the NBA, you are going to lose that viewership. So they got a problem; they got to fix it. And unfortunately, to me, it sounds like they're going to have to throw more money at this problem. So incentivize loyalty; otherwise, you are going to continue to see your ratings decline. All right, you say they. Well, I guess when you're talking about the Brooklyn Nets, are we talking about the owner? What's his name? Joseph. Uh, Joe Sy. Joe Sy. Let me ask you this. If you're Joe Sy, uh, boy, I wish I owned the Nets. But if I own the Nets, if I'm Joe Sy, I'm calling in Kevin Durant. I'm calling in Kyrie. There's a knock at the door. And you hear the, oh, come on in. Hey, Kevin, Kyrie, don't bother sitting down. This isn't going to be a long meeting. I'm just here to tell you, I'm going to trade you over my dead body. Kevin, <laughs> you have four more years out of contract you could just leave right now i'll see you at at practice Kyrie. you're not going anywhere and matter of fact you better start playing because i'll start docking your money if you're not going to get on the court you're going to go ahead and play with ben simmons it's a good threesome there i'll try to get some more people around you let's go that's it meeting over you don't even have to sit down rich that's how quick it is i know but but here's the problem that you face if you're joe side the problem is all of a sudden you do that and Publicly, these players are going to make you look like 
a complete fool. They're well, going to. Well, you don't think Kevin Durant looks bad? They paid him what forty million just to rehab him. He's he's made what eighty million dollars. How many games has he played? My God, there is no shame anymore in this game, though, Arnie. I, listen, and we're on the same side of this. I don't think it's great for the league and for the viewers and for the fans. But the players, they've they've got the the, the, the it's chess mate right now. Like they the the Kings got no place to go. So Joe Sy, if he tries to have that kind of conversation with Kyrie or Kevin Durant, if I'm Kyrie or Kevin Durant, I go, Okay, cool. Thanks, Joe. Great chat. I retire. You're not going to retire, and I know that's a bluff. So I know that's BS. Don't even think you're going to go ahead and pull that from me. Let me let me explain something to you. You should know better than anybody. Um, yes, these athletes have a big ego, but the owners have bigger egos. You know why? Because they got more money. I got more money than you. I pay you. You work for me. I have more money than you have. My ego is bigger. That's the way it works out there, right? Does it, does oh it, no! Whoever, yeah, you're 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 right, but but you're wrong at the same time, Arnie. And and the re and the only reason why I say it is because if you're going to play a game of chicken, uh, the owners will eventually lose. Now, yeah, the fans will be pissed off at Kevin Durant. Just talk to anybody who lives in the nearby region of Oklahoma City. They, <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious, <laughs> but but. The the deal is the owners will lose in them because the players are the product. Nobody's showing up to Barclays Center to see Joe Sy and and his uh, spectacles on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I'm sorry, he's got great Prada shoes, but nobody's showing up to see yeah. him in slacks. They're coming to see the Slim Reaper jam it. Yeah, that's it. That's but, the but, deal. But but if I own the team, when I own a burger joint, I I make the hours, I yep. make the prices, I do it my way, not your way okay if you want to you want a two-hour lunch you're fired i'll get somebody else but, i know but yeah, desperate like how many fry cooks are there and how many kevin durants are there you know that's it's just for sure like you know we're talking about what maybe a top 10 player all time versus like me behind the grill going boss my stomach hurts get the hell out of here ron burger be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, good evening, everyone. Rich Hornberger, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You want to be part of the show? At Stinkin' Genius <laughs> 1 at Hornberger. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, I hear that Doug Gottlieb has been out in Israel for two, uh, two weeks now. My son just got back from Israel. He was playing hockey out there, Rich. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hockey wow. in Israel. I have to send them out there to play hockey. How about that? <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you live in Vermont. Isn't yeah. there enough ice? <laughs> I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> he is trying to play pro, so that was his first stop was That's in Israel. That's crazy. That is amazing. For the summer. Yeah, it, uh, it's, it's insane. So he's I've back heard in the States. only amazing things about Israel. Um, I played with Julian Edelman. I know he went back yes. a, a bunch of times. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Tel Aviv, as far as I know, is a gorgeous city. I, I the, only, the closest I've ever gotten there is, like, those those foodie shows, like um, – Anthony Bourdain, the late Anthony oh, Bourdain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew Zimmer, and all those Food Network guys, and uh, and no reservations. The the that, but I never been, never been. Have, did you go out there and see him at all? I, no, I didn't go. I should have went. Everybody's like, you should. He's been, was out there six weeks, and I and I just didn't do it. I went to Vegas instead with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> you were out there with Keg and yeah, Chico and Resin and, yeah. Resin and Ralphie. Yeah. And, don't forget Roger. Yeah, don't forget Roger. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, I, I didn't go out there. Um, I want to get to this. I know you played it at Penn State. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, before I even get to what happened in the Big 12 with the, with the commissioner saying, what do you think about, you know, these new rivalries? You, you played at a school that rivalries, I mean, you grew up on rivalries. Penn State is like Mr. College football in a way. But now that all changes with UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten, but that's changed way before that with Nebraska up there and Maryland and Rutgers. And uh, what do you think of all the moves now, especially with UCLA and USC going up to the Big Ten? You know what's so interesting about playing at Penn State because it did feel like we had rivals, but it wasn't like Ohio State, Michigan. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Michigan State, Michigan. It wasn't it wasn't quite what it is for other schools. Like Penn State being an independent as long as it was, it, it felt like they tried to kind of force some rivalries. Like we always finished the year playing the Spartans. We played Michigan State either, you know, in uh in Lansing or in State College every year. That but that that really was it. I mean, it was just sort of it was just sort of the thing, you know what I mean? It was just it wasn't a true rivalry. So what's what's fascinating about what's happening though is over time rivalries can bud, they right. can grow, they come from somewhere. 
And even though it feels so clunky right now with USC and UCLA geographically uh, from the standpoint of tradition, being in the Big Ten, it too will be normalized at some point. Like, how do you start a rivalry? Well, you got to start playing a team year after year after year after year. And then eventually something happens. You know, somebody steals somebody's trophy or somebody toilet paper, somebody's statue or, (laughs) you know, some big controversy over a final play call that, you know, sends one team to a championship game and the other team to the outhouse. Like, it's just something happens along the way and then a tradition is born. It, it it happens nationally, uh, naturally. It happens generationally. And the only way you get there is with time. So right now, in the moment, USC, which, by the way, is not going to happen for another two years, but UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten feels really odd, really clunky. But I promise you, if, if, the, sent, if the sediment settles and this decade – is just rife with change, but then after the snow globe gets shaken up, all the snow lands at the bottom again, mm-hmm. and we start getting used to the new picture, whatever it looks like, whether it's two mega conferences or three mega conferences or four power four programs instead of five power five programs, however it shakes out, expanded playoffs, whatever. I think our eyes will start getting used to the new normal and we'll all stop losing hair, pulling it out over what's happening in college football. It's just going to take time. Well, we're trying to figure out what the new normal is. So as you mentioned, UCLA, USC, they go to the Big Ten. Oklahoma and Texas, um, they're going to go ahead and go to the SEC. So where does that leave the Big 12? Well, Commissioner uh, Robert Yormark, or excuse me, Brett Yormark, um, who, by the way, won't be commissioner till I believe, August 1st for Bob Bowlesby, who's stepping on down. Uh, he said they're exploring all options out there for the Big 12. What does that exactly mean? Um, does that mean they don't want to merge with the the Pac-12 and they're just waiting for a better offer? Does that mean they're just going to take the four new teams they invited and, and go with them themselves? Do they want to, to merge with another conference like the SEC and see if they could do that? There's not a lot of options left out there. What's going to happen to the rest of the Big 12 schools, too? I'm worried. I went to Arizona. I thought Arizona and Arizona State, you know, had some cachet because you got the Phoenix market. Tucson market's not very high, but you have good geography with those schools, uh, a good basketball team with Arizona. So I don't know what's going to happen there. How's this all going to turn out? And what does he mean he's exploring all options? Is it every team and every league for themselves now or what? I really feel that's the case. And and I also think that these commissioners are between a rock and a hard place because they're not really running the show. You know who is? The networks. The TV right. networks are are calling all the shots. And so the reason why USC and, and, and UCLA are in the Big Ten, it isn't because Kevin Warren all of a sudden thought up you know, geez, you know what would be great for this conference is if I get in the on the horn with like the diametric and, and geographic opposite of what we are here in the Big Ten and call up UCLA and call up USC and gather them up. No, it was Fox. Fox, and, and smartly so, by the way, from a business standpoint, said, hey, we we could really use that market. Like LA, is, is, like the Pac-12 hasn't really served this market, well, hasn't really been able to get USC or UCLA playing on the East Coast as much. If we just merge them with the Big Ten, which we are going to work out the rights with, this this makes everybody happy. It makes the Big Ten stronger. It makes our viewership stronger. Let's try to get something done. And so behind the scenes, the puppet masters were able to sort of fix this all up and make it all work. And so it stayed very quiet. The deal got done in the dead of the night. And then all of a sudden one morning, we woke up and everything changed. Well, what's going to happen to the leftovers, though? Can the Pac-12 survive uh, without UCLA and USC? And can the Big 12 really survive, even though they're adding those four schools? They're not big-name schools out there, so is it always going to be uh, the Big Ten and the SEC and then everybody else, or what? You could see something like this. You could see potentially the SEC gobbling up what's left of the top teams in the Big 12. You could see the Pac-12 standing standing on their merits because, look, there is a market for West Coast games. Let's face it. Pac-12, the 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 where it the viewership holes it fills are very important to these networks. You know, if you if you look at sports viewership in the evenings on Saturdays, yeah, there's plenty of guys who are at the bar 
who are trying to make eyes with with a single lady and then there's a lot of them who are staring at the tv screens because they're trying to hit on a parlay because they got the ducks on the road against the men of troy you know it's like there's that too so those viewers those late night east coast college football viewership windows are important and then on the west coast they're obviously important so I don't think these networks want to lose that, and the Pac-12 knows that. So if the Pac-12 gets smart, and I think they probably will, and it's George Kliakoff is their commissioner now, first year, I think they're going to get away from the model that they've used, which is host all their games on their own network and try to sell the rights that way. I think they're going to pair with a Fox or an ESPN, and they're going to try to do what all these other conferences have have done, and it's winning formula – they're, they're going to link up with one of these huge broadcasting networks. They're going to make a lot more money for their conference, and they're going to try to add different markets. I think UNLV, potentially Nevada out of the Mountain West is possible. Fresno State, uh, San Diego State out of the Mountain West is possible. And then you're really sort of owning the West Coast of the map still and filling in those important viewership windows. Is the SEC done then? Because the SEC, are they done because they don't want to split up any more of the pie with any more teams? So they're done with the expansion, and the ACC is not going to do anything because ESPN runs them, and they got a favorable deal. So those two conferences are going to stay the same, or is something going to happen that I don't know about? No, I think something. I think more can happen. I think I think one of the chips that everybody's waiting to see fall before the next flurry of moves are, are made is Notre Dame. Like, is Notre Dame going to stay independent or are they going to join the ACC? Are they possibly being lured to the Big Ten and we're just not aware how close they are? I mean, is it possible that Notre Dame could join one of these, you know, uh, Southern conferences? Almost definitely not the Big 12, but the SEC, you've heard some... You've heard some rumblings about it. I don't really believe that's a fit, but you've heard rumblings about it. Look, anything's possible, but I think that's what a lot of people are waiting to see happen is if Notre Dame declares, well, then everybody can get to work finding sort of what's the best of the rest and and putting a lot of their focus on maybe gobbling up a couple more teams from some of these conferences who are hurting, a la the the Big 12, a la the Pac-12, and uh, and see if there's there's any more uh, chickens to, to raid out of the chicken coop before things start solidifying again. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, podcast or wherever you get your podcast you've put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has tires that'll elevate your drive touring tires for commuter comfort performance tires for sporty handling all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure go to tirerack.com to get started not sure where to begin use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation they'll show you the right tires for how what and where you drive choose from the full line of pirelli tires They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harvey. You know, since he brings up baseball, just real quick, you know, what am I going to say? The Orioles have won 10 games in a row. The Mariners have won 10 games in a row. The odds of that happening have to be like uh, like 100,000 to one or something like that, yet we don't even really... Mariners are now in second place and, and have like the last wild card bid. The Orioles have a better record than the Yankees in their last like 30 games. That's just tremendous what's going on there. It's, it's crazy that these guys have, have winning streaks like that there, Rich. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and look, I, I said this earlier in the broadcast day when I was doing my morning show. I, I think baseball is better when the AL East is good. And every single team in the AL East right now is good. The Orioles are – All above 500, yeah. Yeah, all above 500. Uh, like you mentioned on that crazy win streak. Um, and the Yankees, the, the Boston Red Sox are – I mean, look, they're way out of the run for the division, but they're going to be in the postseason. The race, I mean, it's just – it's a good division to get hot, especially as we're hitting the, the – the, this uh the midsummer event the all-star game of it i i think baseball's at its best when you have some of the big teams involved but orioles the orioles are one of those teams where they're the team itself the players on the field are forcing upper management to just stick it out like they can't trade away all these players because the the city's fallen in love with this team right it's going to be one of those interesting second-half runs. Can they keep this going? It's, it's amazing 
um, what is going on there, but yet, you know, we don't pay much attention because it's still, you know, you're in, uh, you got another, what, 60, 70 more games and something like that, and it's still far away from any playoff run. But um, I just thought that was absolutely fascinating that these guys, and by the way, Rich, I, I got into a fight with Todd Furman that I could get like 65 or 70% uh, out of 100 picks in gambling. If I would have just said, I'll take the Mariners and the Orioles, I'd be 20 and 0 right now in the last 20, last 10 games. They both won 10 in a row. I'd be 20 and 0 on my picks right now, Rich. That's insane. If I just take that. Yeah, that, think how much money you could have made with there. All right. Let's get back to worst to first. We had two more divisions to go. Uh, and one of them happens to be an intriguing one in Carolina. They get Baker Mayfield. Carolina finished at five and 12. They lost their last seven games in a row. Remember, this was a five and five team. So it wasn't like it was completely hopeless. Uh, is McCaffrey going to be healthy? That's a big part of it. Can Baker Mayfield, what are expectations if everybody stays healthy? Uh, 500, a playoff spot. He's worked with teams that have stunk before with the Cleveland Browns. What are expectations for, and, and by the way, is Baker surely going to start the, the first week because they play Cleveland or is it uh, going to be Sam Darnold? What's going on here? Oh, no, I think I think Baker will be the game one starter. Let's face it, if the Carolina Panthers were set on Darnold being their starter, they would not have traded for Baker Mayfield. Right, like that, right. That's just the facts. I mean, you, if you're not worried about QB1, then you don't make a move like that, especially when you're trading for a player that was drafted two slots ahead of your starting quarterback in the same exact draft. Mm. I mean, it's a little bit humiliating if you're Sam Darnold, right? You know, now, who knows? I mean, Sam Darnold, that's a tough dude. He seems like he's got it pretty well together upstairs. His teammates like him. Um, he's a competitor. There's no doubt. I watched him at USC. Uh, he's, he's a tremendous – he was a tremendous college competitor. Can he turn it on at the pro level? We don't know because he inherited a mess in New York and then got hurt since he's been in Carolina. So, yeah, could it be a competition? And could Darnold beat out Baker Mayfield? Yeah, he could. And I understand he's getting paid more than Baker. But they brought in Baker to start, so I think he's going to most likely get the nod, uh, if not outright earn the starting spot. But in Can terms he take of, it in the first place, though? Can no. he go from worse? No, he can, that's not out. No, I mean, no. look, look, Tom Brady lives in that division. There's no chance. Can he go to 500 or maybe make a run to the playoff spot? I could see this team improving drastically from where they're at. I don't think they're going to lose seven games in a row next season. I A playoff spot might be a tall order. However, I will say this. Yeah. The conference is weak. A lot. I, I mean, it's outside of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, name the other NFC quarterback you're really, truly in love with. I mean, it's slim pickings. The AFC has gobbled up a lot of the quarterback talent. So, yeah, could they get to the? Yeah, I could see them potentially getting in on a wild card. Potentially, One it would more, have to. It would. It would take a lot. One more division to go, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson. People got a lot to say about him. They think he's going to turn it around in Seattle. I'll get your thoughts. That's coming up next. As we're in for the guys, Jason Smith and his best friend Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, good evening, everyone. Rich Hornberger, Arnie Spanier, in for the guys, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. One division to go from worst to first, and that happens to be Seattle. We know they lost Russell Wilson. We'll go back over Denver in a minute, but... How bad is Seattle going to be right now? Are they going to make a trade for another quarterback? You heard about the Jimmy G rumors, but everybody says, oh, no, the San Francisco doesn't want to trade within their division. I think that's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, First of all, start with this. Can Seattle go from worst to first, and will they get themselves another quarterback? Seattle, okay. So there's so much to talk about based on what you just said there because there was a lot, right? Yeah. Okay, Seattle in their current state, I, there's no chance of winning this division. Right. I mean, the Rams are they're, they're just so much better than Seattle right now, uh, the way they're built. Arizona, I mean, whether you love Kyler Murray's game or not, whether you think he's going to win you know, a bunch of playoff games or he's going to end up having the resume of Andy Dalton um, in the postseason, 
he's still uh, an absurd talent. I mean, he's he's got great accuracy. He's got great wheels. I don't know if they're a great team, but I know they're better than Seattle. And the 49ers, virtually whoever they start a quarterback, I, I don't see them – I don't see them. I, I think Seattle finishes the season where they started in fourth place. I, I really do. I mean, what what are you hanging your hope on? That Rashad Penny, who was fantastic at running back for them through his last five games of the season, finally healthy, is going to carry this team like Derrick Henry does for the Tennessee Titans? Right, I mean, right, that, right. It just sort of feels offensively that's your only hope because not only do you not have – uh, like a, a a particularly competent quarterback starting for you right now, but you also don't have a ton of weapons outside of Penny on that offense. So it's it's tough times in Seattle. Unfortunately, it feels but like you, a teardown. But you think though Russell Wilson can go into Denver and win that division? You said you wouldn't be surprised if any one of the four teams won that division. I think that's a tall order. It really doesn't. I think Russell Wilson. Maybe I'm on the minority of this. Has lost some of it. It's not like he's in the peak of his career. I think he's starting to be on the downside of his career. Or is that just because that he played for a team that had some problems? Well, I'll I'll, I'll put it this way. Yeah. It's it's actually an so the AFC West is so wide open right now to me for so many reasons. A the the Raiders are breaking in a brand new coach, a brand new offense, and that's going to take a little time to to fix and problem solve this this off season. Josh McDaniels getting started there. Brandon Staley, good year two. I will see what this continues to look like. There are there are things to work on in year two. There are no question things to work on. I I I think I like him. I love the aggressiveness. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with all the decisions he made as as a head coach. Andy Reid is stable, but. There was some regression with Patrick Mahomes. It felt like first half of the season, defenses figured out. And by the way, with Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, Tyreek Hill was a part of that team last year. There were, we were seeing some warts. There are some issues there. So I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson can really put something special together. There are, let's put it this way: there are enough weakness. There's a plenty of strengths to go around, but there are also enough weaknesses available that a, a potential Hall of Fame quarterback, first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback like Russell Wilson, could come in there. And and help you finish at the top of this division. It's not completely out of hand. Somebody's got to finish first. Somebody's got to finish last. I, I can make an argument for all four of them finishing first. I can make an argument for all four of these AFC West teams finishing last. All right, not worse the first, but your surprise teams, anybody that we're sleeping on that's not only going to be good, or how about a good team that's going to be miserable and have a tough season? I, I know where I stand. And look, they were 9-8 and eight last year with the Miami Dolphins. I think picking up Tyreek Hill, I've been saying all along, I'm, I'm going to the Super Bowl, my friend. Um, I, and look, a lot of that's being a fan, but I think they've – just adding a piece like that, they've got they added a couple of running backs. They've gotten better on the offensive line. I think the Dolphins are a team that people are sleeping on, even though they did pick up Tyreek Hill. And I think the Patriots are going to be miserable. I actually think they're going to be a last place team, and that may start getting into the talk about whether Belichick's going to retire or not. Those are two teams that people are sleeping on, Rich. Well, that's fascinating to hear you say. You know, commanders to me, look, they improved that quarterback regardless of what you think about Carson Wentz. I mean, they improved that quarterback. Uh, he's a be- he's a more talented quarterback than they've had in years. Ron Rivera, I'm a fan of his. I think that is a stable voice in an organization that is so desperate for any stability, especially what's happening at the executive offices right now. Um, and that defense, that defense hasn't been fully formed and as healthy as they are this offseason heading into 2022. And that is a real D. Like that is the commanders could be one of those surprise teams that nobody's thinking about right now because of who they're anchored by offensively in Carson Wentz that could actually end up having a really special season. And in terms of like a great team that could fall. Yeah. You know, look, I'm not hoping for it because I'm a Joe cool fan. But it feels like the Bengals. The Cincinnati. Make, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah, it just feels like they're going to come back to earth a little bit. Like that was such a special and surprising season. I think we all knew that Joe Burrow has the goods. I mean, we saw it at LSU. We saw it in a glimpse his his rookie season before the injury, 
And I think a lot of people had doubts as to whether you could come back from basically a, re- a knee reconstruction to have the season he had and go to the Super Bowl. I feel like that offense, it can be tamed at times. So I'm very curious to see about Cincinnati, but especially with the competition in that division, that's a team that could fall. All right. Three hours are in the books. That was the power hour, but we got the bonus hour. Don't worry about that. That's coming up next, so stick around for that. We're in for the guys right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 